right, ladies and gents, and welcome back to the intro. This is the first episode of the 2024 new year. New year, new us, new year, new intro. Max is eating mayonnaise before we're getting on the podcast <laughs> this morning. Things Keto. are going crazy. James is wearing a flannel, <laughs> looking like... No, no, no. James. James, single James. A single James. Multiple James would be too powerful. <laughs> too many, too many. When all the James's powers combined. No, just one James. I love Dude. that. 2024. It's almost wild to say out loud. It I, it doesn't feel very different for me right now. Um, but that's because um I don't really adhere to the normal calendar, you know? Um, so you on the Mayan calendar still? Of course. Gregorian, the Mayan. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you though that um this is the year um, of the dragon. And so important dragon. to... Is it actually uh, the year of the dragon? Yeah. Important You're going to be dragging ass on that swim workout down in Wadapalooza. That's the only dragon that's happening, bro. <laughs> that's really that's really fucked up and incredibly accurate. Um, when I, is Wadapalooza? Uh, the weekend of January 15th. I'm so... Stress that's out coming up, dude. About that event. Um, you want to know honestly what I'm hoping for? That the time cap is incredibly aggressive. And so I you don't will, even have to swim. I don't even have <laughs> don't to even swim. make it to the water. I, I'm 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 dead serious. Um the workout, the workout's pretty nasty. It's got some worm cleaning jerk. Jerps. You can't even talk about the workout. I'm, I'm, too, I'm, I'm too nervous about it. Um, jerps. I'm never it's, calling it's, it a it's, jerk it's, again. It, it, it's got some cleaned jerps and uh, uh, some synchronized <laughs> perpies. And uh, um, yeah, so yeah. Worm cleaning jerks, synchronized burpees. There's some swimming. Again, my hope is uh, go third in the swim, and that is just such an aggressive time cap that nobody finishes it, and I'm not getting in the water. If I do get in the water, I'll do a combination of doggy paddle, backstroke, Floaties side allowed. stroke. No. No, no it's a stroke it, of a genius. In all honesty, I'm uh, I'm swimming a couple couple more times before we head out there. Probably three or four more times. We'll work with uh, my swim coach. You may know him, Michael Phelps. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, you can give me some some tips and tricks. If anything, just kind of like the proper arm stretches to at least make it look like I know what I'm doing. I'll make sure to get myself a swim cap and uh, some really expensive goggles. So at least again, I can, I can look the part. That is um, the but, pro move before getting in the water is the, the arm warm up. The arm yeah. warm up is key. Yeah. Arm, arm warm up is everything. So yeah, the, the five of the seven workouts have been announced and they're all, they're all pretty good by, uh, my standard of a good workout. So um, yeah, should be fun. Very, very cool. And you're competing in the team division with two other gentlemen. And what, what, um, what level competition are you competing in? This is the are masters. You, it's the, the masters, masters competition. Yeah. So it's uh sponsored by AARP Metamucil. <laughs> uh, Barrel. 
and uh and and sweet ones prunes um so the 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 master's comp is cumulative age of three athletes of 125 all athletes over 35 so the average age is you know was that 41 point something 42 um so i'm the uh i'm the young buck and then we're competing with uh dave wow hamill and uh sean paul bunyan potsy so uh we've uh got a couple of heavy hitters it should be should be a yeah. really good time those guys so, are talented masters athletes for sure talented yeah, athletes bar none yeah, they're they're great athletes. We all bring uh, something a little bit different to the table, so it, it should be really fun. I'm really just going down there to uh, get my tan on, get my tat on, um, you know, get my hat on. Ten just, out of ten no. times at Wadapalooza, it's raining. It's always raining. It's well, always. I, I know, I, it's a great competition. That the great competition always wedgies, It's just wedgie moose knuckle city down there, man. Jesus, and it's always fun. <laughs> What does that even just, mean? <laughs> just everybody in their skivvies. I just, you know, it's, there have been times that competition is so chaotic, but man, I've never, ever, ever had a bad time down at Wadapalooza. So I'm, I would Wadapalooza like to is a great competition. So I'm looking forward to learning. I am not going. You're not going. No, I would, I would like to go again. Yeah. Initially James said that he was going to be our coach, but I couldn't um, afford me. Yeah, I mean clearly. Um, no, but now we're lucky enough to have James uh, writing us some some workout prep. So I've been doing uh, honestly just a lot of holding my breath in the bathtub, um, and it's been and, rubber ducky. Yeah, you're the one. And so Take it's your been GI good. Joes go underwater. <laughs> yeah, God, you know, it's actually really interesting to think about. Like when when do you think was like the last time you took a bath? You know, like like there was a time growing up where you a couple only. Of weeks ago. Oh, okay. I took a bath well, like... last week, actually. Yeah, dude. Got Cassandra some bath, those little bath fizzy bath bombs. Bath salts are the best, dude. Salt bath, Epsom salt bath. I don't know what it. Was. You're missing out. I don't know. What uh, I don't love baths, but I thought you were gonna say when was the last time you took a bath with some toys, and I mean maybe that's a few uh... months ago. <laughs> but do you shower before you get into a bath? I usually shower post bath. So to wash off the filth. To wash off the salt and the filth, yeah. Because you're kind of just marinating in a stew of your own juices. That's what when I you, feel like a bath. When you, just when you take yourself. a bath. Yeah, so sometimes, well, sometimes we'll do, you know, kind of like the Holy Trinity. We'll do like carrot, celery, onion in the bath. Um, and <laughs> <Give me applause. laughs> yeah. Turn Got a stew up. going? Yeah, turn it up real hot and uh have a little have a little max stew. Uh it's the king terrible. move the king move in the bath is you fill it up as it's hot as it. you can get it. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> you fill it up as hot as you can get it, and then you let the temperature come down and then you like reduce the water level about halfway and then you jack the temperature all the way back up. You refill it, you get that second bath going. That's yeah, you, guys, king you guys are the you guys are the cause of climate change. You're bad. We're we're the, we're the scalding kings. We want it. Uh, we want it so hot that you could probably toss in a couple lobsters while you're at it. And oh, that's uh, <laughs> the worst, man. Oh my god. Well, I've, so I've 
I've never done that because um, I don't really believe in the whole lobster thing. You know, lobster is a peasant food and it got a huge glow up. The only food that got a better glow up, and we talked about it earlier, was mayo to aioli, right? Kale, it went to college. Kale got a pretty that, big glow up. Or aioli, like went yeah, abroad for a, a semester. Kale? What? Oh, kale's disgusting. I would eat. You could put mayonnaise on a baseball, and I'd eat it. I love mayonnaise, but kale. Me too. Uh, and I and I agree with you. Kale is um, it's yucky. Vegetables and... are poison. Okay. Well, oh, okay. You're about to get canceled. <laughs> you and Paul Saldino out here, the I, carniv- uh, carnivore I MD. I don't care. You. I feel like nowadays it we're we're very close to it being okay to eat other humans you know it's like okay. i feel like with the things that pop up in the diet sphere like soon it'll be like i don't know recycle aunt petunia chop her up into liver steaks you know like i feel like we're we're, we're five years out of off of, away from that wasn't aunt somebody's petunia gonna say it from soon. from from harry potter uh yeah aunt yeah. Pa- yeah dude fuck her honestly she was like, the uh the dursleys yeah god that whole family like in harry potter they are one of the worst groups of characters like you just don't want to be around them ever and yeah it is amazing that i think more people root for old voldemort than the dursleys and voldemort is like a like a serial killing sociopath megalomaniac genocidal villain and you're like man he's so cool but the dursleys you're like fuck them send him to yeah, i don't I, I don't know if voldemort was really that voldemort, bad he was what <laughs> yeah i mean obviously he's he's the villain but like killed you know hundreds he, of people yeah i mean he's all... launching a, a genocidal campaign i mean he's you know who's worth who's worth Who's worse? You're still thinking about that <laughs> clean yeah. jerk workout. Yeah, the jerps. Um, no. <laughs> That's actually the true villain of Harry Potter, the jerps. <laughs> <laughs> no, who's, I was going to say, who's worse, Darth Vader or Voldemort? Very similar. I don't, you have to, I don't know. They're the same. Because Darth At Vader Darth wasn't Vader really that bad. Balance, he brings balance back to the force. <laughs> he was very bad, man. They are very similar. There's a lot of similarities between the mm. two. Mm. Mm. The Dursleys were the worst. How, a lot, a how lot uh, villainous did Voldemort get, though, as the Harry Potter movies went on? Like in the Deathly Hollows, in those last two? Scary dude. Scary dude. In the first one, he's like a little like baby. Like, nah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god yeah you know, so gross it, speaking of speaking of villains and horror i watched a great show on netflix it's um the fall of the house of usher and um like usher little john yeah yeah <laughs> three six nine <laughs> <laughs> it's horrifying um it was terrifying yeah but it was no really that good. it's it's a retelling of um an edgar Allan poe story and they kind of weave a handful of other Edgar Allan Poe stories and characters and motifs into it. I really liked it. It got a little political, little little grandstandy toward the end. Um, they kind of tell as, every, as 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 everything does now, which is fine. You know, I can turn that switch off and just be dumb. But uh, really cool, cool cast. It's the same kind of the same cast of characters who were in um, the Haunting of Bly Manor and the Haunting of Hill House. Darjeeling Limited. Also, I'm not watching any of that stuff. You don't like scary stuff. Oh, no I, way. 
I watched this show. There is one of the freakiest scenes ever where they're at this like underground club. It's not like underground, like the club is like a abandoned building. And um, oh, yeah, essentially acid rains down on Mm-mm. everybody who's there and just melts, melts them. Melts them. Um, that was probably when I said to Brit, I'm out. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. You don't like this stuff either. I don't like the scary stuff either. So I just watched a little bluey and then uh, and then called it a night. No, yeah, yeah, I just the, the scary stuff just scares me, you know, so I don't really love love being Ooh. scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I think I think I told you guys we we rewatched all the Harry Potters over the holidays. That was really good. And then I had my uh, my little sis and her husband stay with us for for a week. And we watched uh, There Will Be Blood. Great movie. Snooze fest. Okay. Some of us like character development doesn't all have to be horror, but whatever. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis could be could be top five greatest actors all time. Maybe. And then um, had to rewatch No Country for Old Men. I do like that movie. That is a good movie. Josh Brolin. Javier, man. He's a beast. Oh, oh, holy cow. What a scary character. No thanks. Yeah, anytime I see like an oxygen tank anywhere, I just run. Um, I like when and humans, that haircut. humans are scary. Yeah, that's the terrifying haircut. Yeah, that haircut. Yeah. That haircut if, I, is... if I ever have kids, though, that's that's all they're getting. That's all they're fucking. You're growing you just your hair give... out, and then we're gonna give you this insane too long bowl bowl cut. cut. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um, yeah. Well, actually, one of one of like the creepiest scenes is when he's filling up at the gas station in Texas, and he's having a conversation with the guy and makes him flip a coin. He's like, "What's it for?" Like, he's like, "It's for everything," you know. Everything. Call it. Um. Yeah. Crazy. And then last TV thing we watched. Uh, we binge watched Succession, which I don't know. I can't really tell if it was like if i really liked it or not it's like have you guys seen that show no no i i think i was i think i actually texted brit just to say hey what up happy new year and she said you guys watched it but i was on the somebody was talking about on the radio it's really popular show it's very popular um no we actually had just had a very a very low-key week where um we trained essentially at the house every day which is something that we haven't done like ever um and we did essentially the james hobart program which is like everything is 20 minutes um and we just did a lot of like you go i go style partner workouts um truth be told getting sick before the holiday really fucked me up and so my conditioning did not feel great and so these workouts helped me kind of get back to feeling more like myself Mm. so um you know, one one that we did that I really liked was uh, AMRAP 20, you go, I go, two seated muscle-ups, four push press, eight calorie uh, standing bike erg. Eight calorie. Those are quick rounds. Two, What's four, eight, yeah. Uh, it was 115.85. Two so seated was- muscle-ups, four push press, eight standing count. So it's like... 45 seconds maybe a minute 
Yeah. Push press is an underrated cardio move for like a weightlifting cardio move. Underrated, I think. We did a workout with some some higher rep push press and it was nasty. Yeah, I love the no, push press. Me too. Great me movement. Too, me too. Me too. And I, I like it because my overhead mobility isn't great from like a jerk perspective. <laughs> so my push press and push jerk are probably about five pounds apart. All I hear is jerk. I'm never calling yeah. it a jerk again. You're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. You're a yeah. jerk. <laughs> um, You're a jerk. But I I always think I always think back to like one of the most impressive numbers um, back in the day, which was um, Eric McGee had a three hundred pound strict press and a three fifteen split jerk. Um, that is <laughs> insane. That's he insane. was. Yeah, he, he's, he he was he was the strongest human in I mean a three hundred pound strict press right wasn't it something like that James Yeah, I think he had a three hundred pound strict press yeah Eric is yeah he is a beast man three hundred pound deadlift is impressive I think three hundred pound strict press is out of this world out of go this strict, world go strict press one eighty five I was talking to I was talking to a guy once front rack hold one eighty five for a little bit see how it feels one fifty five he had a three hundred pound strict press and I said you know like what how do you get there and he goes this is all he says. He goes, it's all about behind the neck press. And I'm like, oh, that's all I have to do. Just some behind the neck press. <laughs> I'll have 300 pounds strict press. That's actually the first type of like strict press that I did um, because it was part of the super squat program. Um, that 20 rep squat program that I started when I was like 15 or 16. And you would do a behind the neck seated strict press twice a week, like a, you know, three by 10 or something there. Well, if you oh. keep those little abs tight, that's a great, I mean, that's just good for your shoulders, overhead range of motion, all my, all my, you know, wobbly armed, bent elbowed overhead squatters out there. That's a good movement for you. So behind the neck, ne behind the neck strict press. Oh yeah. Wide God, grip, yeah. wide grip behind the neck. Don't even press. add weight, man. Do that shit with a PVC pipe. People struggle with that. Mm. Not my motto. Now Not imagine doing motto. it with 300 pounds. <laughs> 300. 300 for a warm-up. 300. No momentum 300. out of your body. What just pressing. We're going to talk about what makes a good workout. What makes I know, okay, I, so I've literally been trying to tee this up for like the past 10 minutes. I had like a number of really good you actually said to this. You actually said what makes a good workout at some point. Yeah, I saw I you trying to that. tee it up. Yeah, I saw I you. Even said I that. wasn't barely listening, um, so I didn't hear you say that. Sorry. Are we talking about in the competition arena? Are we talking about in the general fitness arena? Or are we talking about class arena? What are we talking about? It's just life, life, life arena life for everything. Life for arena. Everything. What makes a good workout? No, so let's rewind. And I know I'm a little, From a, a little late, late out of the gate on this one. Late out Prospect. of the gate. Workout of the day. Um, 23, 12, 12. You know, it would be a little kitschy. And I get why CrossFit, I get why we name our workouts the way we do sequentially with the date and the month and the day but it'd be cool if we just like came up with crazy ass names for our workouts like you know classic cfne or tilt or um you know like the way lipsticks name hold on you want to power you, you, energy you, drinks hold you want to hear about this hear, before no, no, no. hold on you want to hear the name, the name of our our workouts yeah. for the week yeah lay it on me daddy-o give us the Today. best one give us the best two yeah give us three we don't need all seven we'll, we will vote all right uh, best ones from we this week. We don't give a fuck about seven days. <laughs> Mad Mandy. Nope. Danny Phantom. Nope. You're so close to the microphone. 
Get closer. Push and pee. <laughs> there you go. Wait, what is that one? Push and pee. Push and pee. Abacus. Full synthetic. What? What is abacus? It better have a lot of counting in it. It's an AMRAP 20 up ladder 112233 power snatch at 155 and ring muscle up. That's a great, uh, great workout. Well, it's pretty easy when I stole it from uh, CFNE, which I think was taken from Hybrid for the original American Dream up ladder for 20 minutes, 225 clean and jerks and ring muscle ups. I, I don't know if it was jerk. I think it was just clean. No, so the, the American dream at CFNE was two four two oh five one forty five and ring muscle up up ladder. What but James but James always claimed that it was actually from hybrid and hybrid did it at two twenty five clean and jerks, but now he's backsliding, which is did I always another say it was workout. Clean and jerk? You did I mean, always that's a, that's a Robbie move. That's an Orlando move. So shout out to Rob Orlando. We used to go down there and do the stupidest workouts. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gents, MDV here. Excuse the brief interruption to your normally scheduled intro programming, but if you're a gym owner, turn on your listening ears. It's time to learn about the NC Fit Collective. The NC Fit Collective is designed exclusively for gym owners who want to source their programming from the people who know it best. We create 365 days a year of result-driven, fun, and challenging workouts, all designed to be done in a class environment, and there's no nonsense. None of this stuff that might show up that your members are gonna groan or moan at. We are throwing our fastball every single time, and all of those workouts are backed up by a class plan, which you can utilize not only for your coaches to go out there and be fully prepared, but to develop them over the course of many repetitions. Every single time they take the floor, they're gonna get a little bit better. Check out nc.fit backslash programming to learn more. So what does make a good workout? Okay, so hold on. Let's Besides let's some of these great out. names, because I think um, name, naming workouts is something that's really interesting. We've talked about it before. I do think that names certainly increase the excitement of some workouts, but there is a point, I think, also where it's a little overkill. If you name every single workout, yes. a little too much, because then when it, it loses its meaning a little bit. The excitement thing. Hold that thought. Okay, so rewind. I'm a little late to the gate. CrossFit.com workout. Um, here's the workout. Okay. And don't comment. I just want to set the stage here because there was a lot of hubbub about this. I saw some of the talking heads in the CrossFit uh, blogosphere just commenting pretty aggressively toward this. Workout. I already know and the workout. When was this workout posted? It's a it's a wall ball wall walk workout. It, so baby. go ahead. It was uh, December 12th. Okay. Um, December 12th. CrossFit.com. So let me lay it out for you. 12 wall walks, right? So for those of you who don't know, wall walk, you're starting on your chest, basically bottom of the push-up position with your feet against the wall. And you walk your feet up the wall and you walk your hands toward the wall and you basically finish in a handstand hold facing the wall. And then you come back down. That's one wall walk. Good movement. Wall walk. Wall walk. Paul, wall walk. Um, and then, it, so 12 wall walks and then 10 wall ball shots. Nine wall walks, 10 wall ball shots. So throwing the wall mm. ball to a target. Six wall walks, 10 wall ball shots. And then finishes off with three wall walks, 10 wall ball shots. But the wall ball is with a 20 pound ball to a 12 foot target. Most of us are familiar shooting to a 10 foot target. Mm -hmm. So a lot of complaints about this workout. And honestly, when I first saw it, kind of thought it was dumb. 
Um, but I did it because I think if you're going to think something is dumb and really commit to that, you got to try it. And finishing the workout, I liked it a lot more than I did when I looked at it. And, you know, 12 foot, 11 foot, do affiliates have 11 foot, 12 foot targets, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Throw it higher than you normally do is kind of how I read that. I finished the workout. I really enjoyed it. The higher target was pretty cool. Um, and the other thing I really liked about this workout is it kind of tuned into me that I'm not very good at throwing things and I should try to incorporate throwing more into my workouts, which was the takeaway I got from the workout and um, that my shoulders are still weak. That was the other takeaway. But there was just a lot of chatter about this workout. The rep schemes were inelegant. Um, it's stupid to have a 12 foot target. Um, it's too short, all that kind of stuff. So having done the workout, I think it was a fine workout, especially in the context that you're going to get your lazy fucking ass out of bed and you're going to come in tomorrow and do another workout. That's going to be different. Mm. And you're going to repeat that process, you know, five to six days a week. Um, so I wanted to hear from you guys, what makes a good workout? Can I just start by commenting on this workout? Comment away. Sure. Wall walk and wall ball workout, relatively low rep, higher target. Brutal. That com Definitely the combo lower on the wall ball side than we're used to, right? Ten, very low. Only what? So is it uh, twelve? How many? 40 how total, many? Forty total wall ball shots and uh, mm -hmm. 21, 30 total wall walks. Gotcha. So it's a it's it's a workout that needs to be modified appropriately to get the right effect from it. So I like the idea of throwing to a higher target as it's something that you don't do all the time. So you just need to make sure that you adjust the weight on the medicine ball to allow yourself to throw to a higher target. I think that's kind of a, a big part of it. Like you're getting that exaggerated press off the shoulder from throwing something a bit higher. Um, wall walks are a brutal movement uh, uh speaking for myself i do anywhere between five and seven and then i'm completely wrecked so combine that with throwing to a higher target i don't think you should do that with with many more wall balls because it will probably affect the quality of of the wall walk i think that um People really like to go in on main site workouts and really like to talk about that, those workouts, because I mean, rightfully so it's the CrossFit.com main site. And I think that they have like a, a different idea of what the programming should be. Me personally, the thing that I love about the main site is that I actually think in as far as CrossFit goes, it keeps you honest in that it, it is what they say it's going to be. Constantly varied functional movements performed at a relatively high intensity. I think that's what it offers. I really think that like I look at the main site 
every single day. I've been doing so for, I mean, whenever James told me to start doing it, which was probably eight or nine years ago in the 7.30 p.m. when James like, hey, you should really take a look at CrossFit.com. And I started doing that. And I realized that like it's really not programmed with a lot of bias and that there's just a lot of different stuff and a lot of stuff that you probably wouldn't program for yourself. It's also why Tilt followed two weeks behind the main site for a handful of years because it did keep us honest and it had us doing a lot of different stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I'm also like, I'm also of the belief like of James, which is they're kind of all good workouts. I mean, if you go into a workout thing and it's a bad workout, it's probably going to be a bad workout. If you go into a workout and say, Oh, it's a stupid workout. It's probably going to be a stupid workout. If you go into a workout and be like, Oh, this is different. It's probably going to be different. I don't know. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. What do you think MDV? I think in the context of classic CrossFit programming, it's really hard to look at any one workout in a vacuum and make an assumption about whether or not it's a good workout. You really have to look at the entirety of the program. I think that that's ultimately where you have to take a step back and look at things. Programming and workouts are very subjective. Um, I think everybody has different opinions on what they like, what they don't like. I think everybody has a different opinion on how they might structure a week if you're a programmer. Um, the one thing that I do know is that most people, if we're talking about the general like fitness enthusiast who's coming on into CrossFit gyms, right? They like certain movements, they like certain rep schemes, they like certain time domains. I think you can make a general assumption about like what would be a fun workout if you put it down on paper. You know, AMRAP 15 to 20, you got a moderate barbell in there, you have some gymnastics, maybe you have some monostructural movement in there. Um, and you mix it all together and you have a great workout. Everybody looks at it and goes, well, this is going to be really fun. It's going to be really sweaty, going to really exert myself. Not a whole lot of like maybe, um, roadblocks in terms of like movements that people go, um, oh, I don't, I don't see this normally or, oh, we don't do this normally. So that's great. And I think that it's fine to have a program that has a lot of those, but also, there's going to be times that you're going to not be able to just do that all the time. That's going to get boring. Like, so when you when you are programming this many workouts, if you're programming 365 days a year, and you do want to have some level of variance, you're going to have to have some workouts in there that are more quality based workouts that have different challenges, that have different movements, different skills. They can't all be, you know, the most exciting, most thrilling, most um, enjoyable, quote unquote, on paper that you could look at and and do every single time. It's just not just it's impossible to do that. It's impossible to make every single workout a crowd favorite. And that's part of variance. And you make so many good points there, man. I mean, it's just shit. The total taking it the totality of the workout with all the other workouts. Um, and the other point you make that I really, really like is one, not every workout looks exciting on paper. And it's like, I feel like you've got to do this stuff. And I, I think it's like, I've done CrossFit for a really long time. And I feel like I have a pretty good capability to just look at a workout and be like, hey, it's going to take 80% of your class this long. And here's where people are going to struggle. And here's where the main obstacle in the workout is. And here's where people will be sore. And I know that for myself. But I looked at this workout and I was like, yeah, it's not that cool. Like, it's kind of silly. But then I did it and I was like, 
oh, I really like that workout. And I love the entire concept of trying to throw something higher over an object. I went out and bought one of those rogue throw sandbags and I have the luxury to, and I get that affiliates, well, not all affiliates do, and we'll get to that, but it's like this tuned me into the fact, like it'd be really cool to incorporate more throwing into workouts and movement redundancy subtly is always a great challenge inside of a workout. But to your point, as far as getting better, you know, when I think about two, when we look at like, what's a great workout or how do you make people the fittest? And I'm going to say something that's probably a little sacrilegious here. I think in order to get people the fittest, you probably have to have a little less variance than is exciting. And the only reason I say that is because in competition, there are high dollar movements you have to be good at, you know, throughout my competing career. And I know you guys can probably attest to this too, you know, in chasing down weaknesses, you're doing stuff a lot more often that you don't like to do. Like it would be fun for me to turn up the variance instead of practicing lifting as much as I had to become a weak ass bitch and doing handstand pushups as much as I had to, because they show up all the time in competition. Yeah. And if you're great at them, you excel. And so I think there's like, when we talk about this, what's a great workout thing, man, it's like the, you got to take it in the, the totality of the, of all of the other workouts is so important. And it's also like, how good do you want to be at specific things? And in pursuing being good at a specific thing, are you now veering off from the CrossFit methodology? Um, but what's the, what's the goal? Yeah. Of the, what's the overall goal of the program? Who are you programming for? Well, um, like if we're to... just going to say a pure CrossFit program, like what makes a pure CrossFit workout. And this is, this is where it gets hard too, because like everybody's interpretation of CrossFit is different. The CrossFit.com interpretation of CrossFit is different than your interpretation and my interpretation of Max's interpretation of how we might write a week's worth of workouts. It, everybody has a different vantage point on how they would bring to life their CrossFit program, depending on who they're programming for, what their audience is, um, and the stated goals of like what you're trying to provide your athletes. The, um, one of the things that James brought up, or maybe you did MDV, I wasn't really paying attention, um, <laughs> was, um, <clears throat> doing the workout at an affiliate. This is something that people will comment on, on the main site programming a lot, which is, you know, this is not an appropriate workout to run at my affiliate and, for people like that, I'd say, well, you can look at CAP, you could look at NC Fit, you could look at our buddy Seth's programming for Jump Ship, right? I, I don't believe that CrossFit.com is written for the affiliate, right? That's not that's not who it's written for. Am I am I wrong there? Or am I correct? Well, this is something what I wanted to get from you guys is what do you think CrossFit.com should be? I wanted to talk about that. And I was hoping this conversation would go that direction. So we're there now. What should think, it be? I don't think CrossFit.com is written specifically for an affiliate, right? Taking into consideration all of the affiliate things, equipment. Right. But what it does. Or not. Yeah. Right. But what it, what it does is I think, you know, I can say for me, it provides a lot of inspiration and part of programming is ripping other things off. You know, it's, it's the same thing. Like anybody that says they create something, it's like, okay, somebody had created this at one time. You probably built on it. That's cool. You're not that unique. It's the same thing with programming. I think that there, you know, sure. There are certain workouts that people have done, but a lot of these movements have been paired together before. And so I really love it because it, it does provide a certain level of inspiration, but, um, a lot of the workouts 
are hard to do at an affiliate. And th but this is also something that I'm sure MDV runs into all the time. James, who's in, involved in CAP, like it's kind of impossible to to write a program and say, you know, this is going to work for every affiliate. Um, you have to be able to make the necessary tweaks for um, for your gym. I mean, I'll tell you that the main site workout today, which is 21 down to three by three of calorie row and dumbbell thrusters at 50s and 35s, freaking awesome workout. I love that workout. And that's a workout that you could do a number of different ways at any affiliate really easy, right? If you don't have enough rowers, but you have a number of machines, use any machine that you like. If you don't have enough dumbbells, use kettlebells. If you don't have enough kettlebells, use a barbell, right? I think I'd probably probably put the 50 and 35 at a 115, 85, right? Is that, that's, is that about what it would be at? Um, you know, I mean, shit, you, you want to do this with with absolutely no equipment, do the calorie row with push-ups and maybe you double the reps of the push-ups. That's a cool workout, right? I, again, it's just like there's, I, I just love it because there's like a million things you can spin off from it. So it's one of the things that I that I like looking at. Well, it's it, it's impossible to write a workout. If you're, if you're programming for an audience, it's impossible to write a workout that absolutely everyone will love. And then if you're programming for an audience of audiences, like if you're programming for gyms that are subscribing to programming, it's doubly, triply, quadruply impossible to write every single workout in a way that every single gym and every single person in that gym will enjoy or think is cool or think is exciting. So, you know, I and coming back to CrossFit.com, I don't think... I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's ever been the intention that CrossFit.com was the go-to for affiliates to run their programming based on space, equipment, size, all this kind of uh, all these kind of restraints. I don't think that that's the lens to which that programming is written. James, I could be wrong, but it, it seems like it's written with a complete unbias to anything. It's just the most pure version of what a CrossFit programming could yeah, be. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the goal for the the workout itself, right? It's supposed to be a, a really um, effective expression of you know constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. I think I think that's the that's the yeah. goal of CrossFit.com. Uncut, um, uncut. But I don't think that that's. I don't think that. I don't think most people looking at that would say this is like how affiliates are programming their workouts like I, I i think that there's probably different different opinions on that but the amount of variance that you do see on crossfit.com is is it too much for the average yeah. affiliate to to implement what well, is having average, things the like average affiliate you know i don't i don't think you see an average of affiliates doing crossfit.com i know you know, looking at some of the numbers, you know, that I see and talking to affiliates anecdotally, it's like, I know there's a, let's say a minority of affiliates who follow CrossFit.com and they have to make adjustments, right? There's two rest sure. days on CrossFit.com. I think probably something like only 50, you know, I would say something like, I don't know, close majority of affiliates are open seven days a week and the other half are not open seven days a week. So there's that to contend with. There's, you got to follow CrossFit.com on a lag because, you know, you got this workout. If this does pop up, it has a 12 foot target. I know most affiliates don't have that. There's a really easy solution to, to get 
beyond that, but you have to plan for that. So Max has got to write a class plan. So he's falling in on a lag. And the yeah, workout I mean, still it, populates it the night before on CrossFit.com, yeah, right? The night before on CrossFit.com. So I think, um, you know, I think if the goal of CrossFit.com was to get more affiliates doing it, we'd probably have to make some concessions somewhere, right? Like program out an entire week, um, give people more guidance on rest days. You know, I think you saw Michelle Latondre do that, um, when she was the guest programmer, I think she put some suggestions on what to do on a rest day, which I thought was mm. really cool. Super liked her her programming, mainly because of the amount of detail. Um, this workout came from her week, mainly because of the amount of detail she put into the notes, which I was a huge fan of. And I know Mainsight has had um, a varying relationship with over the years, sometimes more notes, sometimes no notes, sometimes less, you know. Um, but that was something I'm a huge fan of because it makes any workout accessible. And to me, that's the most important thing is as a programmer, as a coach, as an affiliate is to make workouts accessible to everyone mm. in any circumstance. But, um, what are we talking about? What this makes it work out for the, yeah, made for the affiliate. Um, no, I don't think it's particularly made for the affiliate, but that doesn't mean it's not made for the affiliate. You know what I mean? Um, well, it's, uh, it's, it's also, having a really tough time right now because people are valuing workouts differently these days. And maybe it's because, I don't know, maybe there's less education going on at the affiliate level about what CrossFit is, but a huge, um, a, a huge dig on the main site programming. And this is, I, I don't agree with this at all is this workout complete as many rounds as possible in eight minutes, two wall walks, two deadlifts, three fifteen, two Oh five. Me personally, that workout's brutal. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a heavy day with gymnastics, but people will look at that workout and say eight minutes the fuck am I going to do for the other 52 minutes, you know? And what I would say to that is like, that, that sounds more like a coaching problem than a programming problem to me, because um, let me tell you, I could fill fucking 90 minutes for that eight minute workout because there's so much that you could do there. Right. But then two days later, and then again, this is, this is the stuff that that will continually come up. It's seven sets for load. Six alternating front rack reverse lunges, three per leg. That's the workout. And again, it's like people, this is, and, and MDV actually talked about this earlier. Like people really look at the, you know, hey, I, I want this workout to be 20, 30 minutes. I need to be make. I need to sweat my ass off. If, if I'm not kind of drenched in a puddle by the time I'm done, I'm not sure if I really worked out. It, it, it's getting people to realize that, you know, maybe as you get older, strength training really needs to be a priority rather than, you know, cardio, right? Like which. Well, I think there's a good question here. Like, cause I, you know, there are times where I look at that, let's use that lunge workout as an example. It's like, if you stumble onto CrossFit.com, depending on who you are. And I do think it's a normal reaction. Like, well, that's it. But I will say it's like, because there's not, there's not a ton of other guidance there. There's not guidance on like how to warm up or um, what else to do. And if you go back and read Greg's What is Fitness, Greg talks a lot about, hey, in a class, you could do a skill, you could do a lift, and you could do a Metcon, or you could do none of that and only do a Metcon. Um, 
like there is some wiggle room here. And I think what's really important about this, we talk about good workout, bad workout. Unfortunately, CrossFit requires us to have done the thing and some other things and then look back to see, are we getting results? You know, and that's, it's really hard to say, is it a good workout or a bad workout until after the fact? But I, I was thinking about this in terms of like, could fill 90 minutes, eight minute workout for everyone out there complaining about, um, Hey, not enough volume on my days that don't have enough volume. You should just start doing the, the CrossFit warm up before you, those days, you know, it's like the three to five rounds and you have the, what is it? 10, 15 reps of Samson stretch, overhead squat, sit up, back extension, pull up and dip. Um, cause what's that going to do? Well, you get some more volume in, you get sweaty, you practice some movements, you get better. Maliolo had a cool version that he did for a long time, probably every damn day he worked out. And I think that came from Evo Claire Sinkowski, um, who now runs Optimize Me Nutrition, mm -hmm. correct? Um, but that was like round one was like simple movements. And then round two is the next progressive so round room was, yeah, it was a progressive round one was a pull up round two is a chest to bar round three was a bar muscle up. Um, start doing that stuff in your warm. I mean, in some ways that I guess it's not rocket surgery. And I know when I say that there's this part of me that, well, maybe people show up because they want to be told what to do and we should give them a little bit more. And I wonder if CrossFit.com can, should, or would head in that direction. I think, I think a lot of this comes down to like, <clears throat> what are your goals? What, what is your stated goal for your athletes? And what is your view on what you believe is a good way to bring the program to life? And what do you want to provide? And if you don't think that seven sets of six alternating lunges is a good workout for your people, your community, you don't have to program it. Yeah. Um, you know, you can do, there's also nothing wrong. Like James, you're, you're on a kick AMRAP twenties almost every day. You could run a gym and do AMRAP twenties every day. Why not? CrossFit AMRAP 20. <laughs> yeah. If that's what you want to do, do it. I'm all about that AMRAP mentality. If that's what your baby. people want, do it. But know that you are, be aware that there are things that you are giving up. You're giving up short time domain. Maybe you're giving up super heavy loading. I think that that's the, the other side of the coin is the fact that like, okay, cool. Yeah, you don't want to have ex the extreme levels of variance that you might see on a CrossFit.com program. And if you're going to say some of those extreme levels of variance are things that are quote unquote, not great workouts, but then you're just missing out on those exposures. Right. I think some of those things, like some of those things, when we see these not great workouts are the, are the things that don't show up as often, mm. you know, and in, in NC fits program, for example, like quality days, quality days sometimes get rubbed the wrong way by people who are looking at our workouts and like, the reason we have quality days in there is we want to practice skills. We want to reduce volume. We want to take the intensity down. We want to make sure that on the days that you are going to go for RPE nine, RPE 10 type of efforts that like, Hey, you have it in the gas tank to go do that. And there's benefit to slowing things down and utilizing, you know, different types of intensity or different types of loading or practicing different skills. It doesn't mean everybody's going to look at that workout and go, this is the most exciting workout for the day, but yeah, also have to look at all the other stuff that's going on that week. Silence.
I was just, no, I think good. that's it. I think it's yeah, enough said right there. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, yeah, that makes the point. I think we're, we're there. I like it. I agree with it. So we got seven minutes. Yeah. Let's grind, uh, let's, let's, what's grinding max seven minutes in heaven. Let's do it. What's what, <laughs> what, man. Yeah. When you say that, it's too bad. This is a family podcast. Yeah. This is a family um, podcast. <laughs> so sorry, what sorry. I, uh, what I've been doing as we get ready to record our podcast is I just save a number of things that I think would be silly things to, to think about and talk about. So, um, first one is a perfect stick or perfect rock. Oh, I saw that which, on the Instagram yeah, with that too. Which, which, which one are you taking? Perfect stick. stick. Look at that stick. It's a sword, bro. Are you serious? The rock. What are you it's gonna so do with that smooth. rock? <laughs> Fucking hold it in my hand, dude. Like, like I'll probably put it, heat it up like, in the microwave and then put it on your chest. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I mean, Some hot like stone. Like oh honestly, gosh. honestly, what I was thinking is just like putting it in my fucking pocket and just like, you know, I just like would just like touch it during the day and be like, damn, man, that's some smooth ass shit. What about, you, what, um, what, what about you, MTV? That stone looked pretty smooth. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, the, pretty round, the, pretty smooth. You definitely, right, if, so, if you're a caveman walking around, you saw that round stone, you're picking that up. That's, that's valuable. You're like licking it. Well, also, I just I just feel like there's a better chance to find multiple quote unquote perfect sticks. Like a perfect rock, like really that perfect is way more rare. Um, the other thing that I saved was um these little birds that you used to balance on your finger. Like, and so this is this is from some like 90s, it's like 90s Instagram page. And the thing was you just had to be there. And so I just looked them up on Amazon. MDV, did you ever have these? It was like this little balancing bird. And I don't even know why it no. existed, other than you just put it on like a little thing that balanced and you would put it everywhere. But I just ordered one off Amazon last night. Because just, science is amazing, man. That's yeah, because because science is amazing. The, so the number one nineties thing that always gets me is the little um <laughs> the paper thing that the girls used to make they would fold it up and oh, put it in oh their fingers and the fortune teller that shit fucking <laughs> devastated me like i like there there were so many times that i found out like you know that green you know, one yeah blue yeah <laughs> yeah you're a loser I, yeah ex yeah exactly oh Nobody's going to go to the dance with you. It's like, yeah, I already <laughs> fucking knew that. Um, the only other game that was close to that, like that level of devastation was this game called MASH, Mansion, Apartment, Shack, House. And it would tell you um, what you were going to live in, who you were going to marry, how many kids you were going to have, what car you were going to drive. And... Um, I honestly, I like, I'm feeling, I can't tell if I'm feeling more anxiety about the swim workout or that game of mash, you know, like, um, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. So that, that was it. I liked, I liked our conversation earlier, which is like the, the, like, I know that you guys still like to take baths, but there just was a certain time where you took your last bath and then you took a shower for the first time. Like that just seems fucking crazy to me. And then you you just take showers all the time. Um, my favorite thing though, is to sit down in the shower. Dude, sitting in the shower is such a king move. <laughs> I love sitting in the shower. So what I'll do is I'll pull up 
a bunch of different emo music um and i'll turn oh, the you go there wow and i'll turn the lights off in the bathroom and just have like one candle flickering and i'll just blast honestly it's usually like fuck panic at the disco i mean you know who knows right and i'll just yeah and i'll just yeah. sit in the shower and just weep for hours <laughs> so that's like when you used to be riding in the car in the back seat on a rainy day. You put your head against the window, pretend like you're oh, in a mu that. sad music video. Oh my but god! Let, let the window open a little bit so just a couple drops of rain. Yeah, yeah. Your, your, mom's the like, window. your mom's like, "What the fuck are you doing back there? Like, you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it, mom. You don't feel. Uh, I feel Lucy. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Oh um, man. All right. What's everybody doing for a workout today? Let's wrap it up. Uh, we we hit. Uh, we hit the James special today. We did some clean and jerps on the on the worm, some synchronized burpees, some skiered. Um, and then I'll be honest, uh, I got a little pain in uh, my hip. So my wife wrote me some PT. So I've been oh, doing yeah. that. So I'm going to do that. And then um, I'll do the tilt class workout today, which is up the ladder, down the ladder of toe to bar, hang power clean, box jump over. Right, send oh, yeah. me that. I like that one. I'm gonna work out at three thirty. I don't cool. know. I might do that main site. Might just lift. Might do the tilt. MDV. What do you got? That toe. What would you say? Toe to bar row. So it goes. You um, hear, you hear MDV here. I heard toe to bar. Man, he goes. He goes six to midnight. Fucking. So it's uh, a twenty twenty five toe to bar thirty hang power clean thirty five box jump over two minute rest thirty five box jump over. Uh, 30 hang power clean, 25 toe to bar. Then, uh, like probably rest five minutes on the minute for 10 minutes. Uh, one three position power clean. When Pretty I cool. when I hear toe to bar in my head, I just have a vision of MDV beanie, no shirt, gray Ooh. sweatpants, just blasting them. That's all. Nan I, that, I there's Nan no other nano nano demo. twos the nano twos. twos. There's no other demo in my head. Nano, Nano twos, twos orange, forever. Orange, orange boys. The kid was wearing the orange ones before the orange ones were cool. Nano twos for life. Love you, fellas. Talk to you next Bye. week. Bye. Hello, friends. MDV here. Thank you for listening to the Intro with MDV podcast. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for weekly downloads wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember, we have a new episode coming to you every Tuesday. And if you have time and five stars to spare, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. If you're looking for more out of me, MDV, you can find me on Instagram at MDV underscore FIT. Until next time, friends, let's go. Let's go.